Hello, hello, and welcome to the Gardner Carney Leadership Institute podcast. The GCLI has developed the pedagogy of leadership, which combines brain science, leadership studies, cultural competency, and developmental psychology. Its mission is to teach teachers to teach leadership to students. This is your go-to podcast for discussions, tips, and stories for leadership and leadership education. And I am your host, Catherine Birdie, but please call me Birdie. Our world is in dire need of people just like you, people who are committed to building communities of leaders, young and old. So let's get busy leading the next generation of leaders, and thank you for joining us. Hello there, GCLI. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast today. Today's podcast will introduce or reintroduce you to one of our three 2023 GCLI Leadership Lab scholars, Kenny Tilton is a here we go teaches third grade at saint andrew's episcopal school in austin texas but next year he will be spearheading the caps the capstone program for their fifth graders he attended the 2022 lab and shortly thereafter recorded a podcast episode on teamwork and team building so be sure to go back and listen to that september episode to learn how to become a better leader and team member Today, we are going to jump in with a more personal look at his own leadership pedagogy and what he hopes to bring to the GCLI this summer as a scholar. So with that, hello, Kenny Chilton. Hi, Birdie. It's good to be back. So good to see you and to have you on the podcast. So we're going to jump right in. Do you have your own definition of leadership? I have ingredients. (laughs) that I might put into my definition of leadership. But that definition, especially since GCLI in 2022, has been rapidly evolving and has never quite settled for me yet. I'm still, you know, forming what that definition is. Um, But some of the the ingredients that I would say would fit into my definition would be, uh, I think, first and foremost, service to the people you were supposed to be serving. Um, and so for if you're in schools, that is our students and our teachers and our families. So that's like a key ingredient, I would say. That is the, the proverbial flower of these particular cookies. <laughs> um, I love that. But then the things that uh, I also think about are flexibility um, between styles of leadership, depending on the situation. So for me, that's been really prevalent since meeting so many amazing leaders at the lab and, and seeing the work they do with their students is, is how to be flexible with coworkers, with, with families, and, and with students, and teaching them how to be flexible and switch between modes of thinking and acting. That is uh, something I am thinking about in my definition of leadership as well. I love it. I love it. I, I too, have ingredients, and I love those. I think I'll, I will put those into my personal recipe as well. Um, <laughs> I've been – I just recorded – a follow-up podcast episode that should air soon with Rishi and Jeremy on Mm -hmm. identity and making sure that every single constituent feels seen, valued, heard. And I don't know that I have a single word for what that means, but Mm. um, I think that that's one of my ingredients. But I think that that involves a lot of flexibility and, and willingness to listen. I think that's... yeah. And when I think of the word service too, when I when I say that I think about 
if you're truly serving someone else's needs, you have to empathize with the needs of that individual, which includes all their various identities and everything they're bringing to the table and that an institution is bringing to the table and how those things meet and and services somewhere in that tension of of where things don't always meet up or where they fit together smoothly and and how we're serving our communities in that way. And just remaining nimble. I think that's such a, such a valuable ingredient. Thank you for that. Um, So moving on, you have taught third grade for years and you are moving into a fifth grade teaching role with Mm -hmm. a capstone development program. That'll be amazing. But I kind of want to touch on the third grader. What does a third grade leader look like? A third grade leader is um, extremely fallible and okay with it. (laughs) <laughs> is is recognizes that they are at a point in their learning journey where they should be willing to make mistakes and take big swings and risks uh, and, and fall short because this is a great time in their life to do so. Um, and they invite their peers to do the same thing. Uh, so that's like one of the biggest qualities I've seen in third, third grade leaders. And um, also people who recognize that their personality type does not define them being a leader. That's one of the biggest lessons I took from GCLI is students really resonate when you say a leader doesn't only look one way. A leader can look, you know, someone who's quietly leading from the middle of the pack, someone who's, so we, I use that verbiage with my students a lot this year, actually leading from the front, leading from the middle. Um, and like the quiet leaders that no one ever sees, uh, and which really resonated. It kept coming up, uh, with students and, being able to positively reinforce the different styles of leadership that students were demonstrating. Uh, but that's what third graders as a leader look like. They, they are honest about what they're passionate about and they're interested in their fellow students um, and the health of their school and community uh, and are willing to, to take risks when they see something that they want changed or they want to improve. I love that as a follow-up. And I guess you've kind of answered that question, but if you want to expand, I'd love it. What could a CEO or an administrator or a parent even learn from that third grade leader? CEOs and administrators and any any leader from a third grader could learn a lot about the value of, of real collaborative effort. Um, I... I had a coworker who used to say like if you want something done ask a group of third graders and it will get it will get done <laughs> um and the same could be said for any age group of students but in particular third graders have a zest for the things that are they're developing an identity of who they are as an individual and what they care about that their you know personal values are coming into play um and third graders in particular realize that i can't make a movement i can't make change solely as one eight or nine year old i'm gonna need help <laughs> and Ugh. not only am i gonna need help that i benefit from help i'm stronger when i am together in a group and so the explicit teaching into that and giving students examples of that um promotes that spirit of collaboration and like earnest collaboration where no one's standing atop a pedestal at the end of the day um over their victories but instead they're able to as a group reflect on what the good work that they've been able to accomplish is 
and I think that a lot of our leaders need that reminder that there is a, a true joy in the spirit of collaboration. Uh, and that, that would be another thing that we could all learn from third graders. It's just how to keep enjoying ourselves and remembering that we only get to do these things so many times. You know, we only get to go through this life once and uh, that we should be enjoying what we do. Uh, and that includes like any <laughs> any status or or position we put ourselves in where we get to lead others. Uh, we should we should enjoy that. Enjoy the ride. I love it. And I Absolutely. hope that that I, I, I know with your um, that's what a great experience and reflection moving before moving into a fifth grade capstone project you, to harness that and build upon that foundation. Wow. Yeah. We all need to do that. But yeah, what a great opportunity. That's awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, let's let's back it up then to last year, the 2022 Leadership Lab. Uh, what were some of your your highlights? What were some of the, your your takeaways? Uh, my biggest takeaways, the lab itself, the environment, for some context, I was coming in and my youngest daughter had just been born. Um, like, was, <laughs> we, uh, I won't say the exact number, but she had just been born. And so the lab put me in a place where I was able to not separate because it's not necessary to separate what's going on for you personally and the intersection of that and your work. So I was coming in and people were recognizing the humanity of what was going on in my life. And I was able to recognize the humanity of the people there with me and like being in a room where everyone's that vulnerable and, and able to open up in that way. And also say, I am also here to learn and, and do good work and bring that good work back to my community that environment from the get-go was just an incredible place to be in and put me in a really good spot for learning. So one of my takeaways is how do I build that culture and environment in the places mm -hmm. I am? What what part do I play in building that in my sphere of influence? Um, and how do I help others with bigger spheres of influence develop that culture as well? Uh, and then my other big takeaway was just my perspective on teaching leadership zoomed out from a, a small classroom scale to how students can actually go and be change makers and care and, and do things that affect their community in a real way. Uh, that hearing stories of what students had accomplished um, after teachers had gone to the lab and getting to talk to teachers from around the country about, you know, the work that their students had done that is that was a big takeaway for me just the perspective uh and the expertise in the room without ego it was expertise sans ego which was fantastic like i said everyone was just yeah. there as a person and at the end of the day our, our job titles weren't mattering so much everyone was just there mm -hmm. learning right they're learning Ex experimenting with ideas and and I do think it is, it comes at a, a time of year that I know is really hard for a lot of teachers. They're just wrapped up a year. It's hard. And to step into that learning environment, it's, it's both just, it's like a big warm hug, but it's also intense learning. And I just, I love, I do love that about it. I am. I'm glad I you felt am, that. <laughs> like I am excited to be done with this school year 
and you know looking forward to recovery and rest and family time and all those good things but i i cannot get the fountain valley schools campus out of my head like i i am so excited to be in that lab space again and it feel truly like we're like you said experimenting with ideas and uh that yes i'm getting goosebumps (laughs) yay good good okay wait well okay so with that then what do you hope um I mean, I hope you bring a lot of what you just said, but anything that you, anything particular that you'd like to bring to participants, um, the participants in the 2023 lab? Yeah, I hope to bring some some strategies in terms of implementation. One of the last things we did at the lab this past year was really work, do some deep work on implementation of, of our learning and planning out specifically what we were planning to do, what our goals were, who our support people were, at the school who our support people were outside of the school. And so implementing that plan went very smoothly for me this year, including whenever obstacles came up, I was able to overcome those things with the support of the people um, I had listed. So I'm hoping to help people realize the importance of that implementation piece and and not letting that go after you leave the conference. Uh, And also I, I want to, not just for educators and administrators of younger students, but for everyone there, help people realize the value of instilling leadership in our younger students. And that doesn't lie solely with our teachers of younger students. That is a collaborative effort. Students learn so much more from each other than they mm-hmm. than they sometimes do from the adults in the room. And so helping others see that if we lay that foundation of leadership early in our students, then we have more genuine, caring, passionate, and able people as they get older. Uh, I want to help people see that our young people are valuable, uh, valuable, uh, you know, little containers of leadership that can actually make very big change. Absolutely. And I, and I think you're right. I mean, so, you know, my paradigms shifted, but they continue to when I hear stories from elementary uh, level teachers, because <laughs> my paradigm initially erroneously was really kind of geared at high school and college. And now it's expanded to include, I mean, to every, everybody, um, babies, even like, just that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, what do you, you think I about it? Like, when I think agree. about my own kids, like, what do you learn from your own young children? I think it's just, it's so 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 important, but that was where I, there was a fallacy there in my mind that has been corrected thanks to the GCLI, for sure. And then I guess, um, and you are going to be fantastic with those those goals. You are you you ask the best questions, so I'm excited for <laughs> the participants to be on the receiving end of some of your very curious and um, empathetic questioning. It's really that's going to be wonderful. That's great. So, so selfishly, Bertie, I also am looking forward to watching the f- the faculty um, work together and and learning some skills and, and tips and tricks from them on how they collaborate and come across from across the country uh, every year to make magic happen here. And you know the the intense alchemy of what happens in those eight days uh, is something I'm really looking forward to being kind of on the other side of the curtain of. And not that there really was much of a curtain when I was <laughs> an attendee, right. when I was learning there. 
they filled us in on everything and the, the amount of feedback we were able to give and see implemented. Um, I'm just excited to be, you know, be witness to, to some of that work as well. Right, right, right. And I know it does feel like there's some type of magic and, and there is a magic to it, but it, I think it honestly stems from um, a, vulner, a, a place of vulnerability and, mm-hmm. and just humanity. And I think that that's an authenticity. And, and then there is that level of transparency that I think the faculty really strives to, um, to bring and also responding to feedback, which is just I really do think those are the ingredients that that make it feel like magic, but that they can be extended to any environment, which is that's why you come to the lab to, Agreed. to, to see to see what it works. Yeah. And it's and it's always it's never without um, conflict or or or. Yeah. And, that, and that's kind of that, that there's always conflict baked in to situations which call for leadership, but it's that collaborative piece and the, all the, the components that you just mentioned that we've been talking about. Well, what do you want to, um, you, you guess, I guess you spoke to this too, but anything else you'd like to get out of the lab? What would you like to learn other than kind of a front row seat? Um, I'm interested in the reflection piece. One of the greatest parts of the lab has been the ability to stay in contact in a structured way with people I met and worked with closely at the lab, including our extensions group. So so getting to talk to those individuals over the year or email and ask for a resource and get an overwhelming response. Um, and, and in particular, I have to give a shout out to my buddy, Alina Katz <laughs> at the University School of Milwaukee, who, who has been a, a great resource for me, just centering myself and reminding myself of what my goals were, um, just in our check-ins and texts and, um, I'm hoping to be able to reflect in in a way that being there and having the sense memory of my experience, I'm hoping that I get, (laughs) not that it needs to happen, but I'm excited to have kind of like a a retrospective view on what I've done with my learning from the lab last year and the influences all the amazing people I've met since then have had on me. That, that is is, uh, my uh, (laughs) hope, my like big, pie in the sky hope for this summer too i think that's i think that's a, a amazing and i every every time i'm back it is that and i pick up different different bits of sense memory from different labs over the years um but it's i think it just speaks to the fact that it is it's never it's, it's dynamic always changing all we are always changing and evolving and responding and um as as does the pedagogy of leadership. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's, I think that's a great place to call it. Any tips and resources or anything else you'd like to give us as we sign off? Take, have a great summer, go swimming, be outside, read a good book. That's not related to your job. Uh, and you know, you will bring things back from that to your job <laughs> when you can go and sharpen the other parts of your life. It makes you sharper as an educator and leader. So, uh, go do those things you love to do. Bravo. Woohoo. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kenny. I can't wait to see you in a few weeks. I know. And Thanks, Bernie. Thank you for your insight. It's going to be great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us today, and we'll see you in two weeks' time. Until then, visit us at gcliadership.org and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. 
You'll find all of our links at the bottom of our podcast. And until then, lead on.